You're listening to the Power of a Cookie podcast, episode number 18. Welcome to the Power of a Cookie podcast. See how cookie decorators are using cookies to make the world better, one cookie at a time. Hi guys, thank you for tuning in to the Power of a Cookie. I'm Lisa Snyder, the Barefoot Baker, your host. I don't know if you guys have figured out who we have on the podcast today, but I'm super, super excited. Please help me seriously welcome Amy Cloud from Cloud9 Cookies. Hi, Amy. Hey, Lisa. It is so good to be here, and thank you for having me on today. Uh, we are so happy that you're here. I'm so excited. And so for those of you don't know, that don't know, I'm not the most technical person around, and we tried to do this yesterday without success, and Amy was nice enough to come back today, and we have all the problems worked out. Skype keeps updating. We do a little bit of this on Skype, and it keeps updating, and when it does, it blows my mind, and it blows the computer's mind. So Amy, thank you for coming back and being so patient with me. Absolutely my pleasure. I don't use Skype at all, so this was an experience for learning for me as well. Well, you know, do you find that you do a lot of things with making cookies that you've never done before? Oh, yes, most certainly. Um, Just pushing myself and trying out new things and, hey, what if we try this? What's going to happen? Or, oh, no, that did not work very well. We'll throw (laughs) that one out. (laughs) Or we'll just try something new all the time. I think all of us have done that. I mean, I've created some pretty cool things that I like to use on cookies. And I've, I've, you know, created other things. I'm like, what? What was I trying to do? Because this missed, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. Perfectly okay. So... I read your About Me page on your blog, and and I met you at CookieCon, not this past CookieCon 2018, but I met you at the one before that. We both were teachers, and we loved it. Our husbands were there. I think they both enjoyed. Okay, if you guys are listening, if if you're our husbands, mute right now. I think they both enjoyed being around all those women. What do you think? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Mike. My mic ate it up. He loved it. He loved all the attention. Alan did too. Up. Alan said yeah. that he, I made him a shirt that said the Barefoot Baker. And he wants to cross out the and put Mr. Barefoot Baker. And I that's said, fabulous. I said, that's really cute. That's great. You can do that. But remember, this is my business, not yours. You know? <laughs> He's so funny. Anyways, I think they really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed getting to know you. But I didn't know all the how did you start and how did this happen? So can you kind of tell us, I do know that you have degrees, you're a very smart person. And I would love to hear your story. Well, you're giving me way too much credit for being quote unquote smart. No, I'm not. Um, so yeah, just because I have some degrees doesn't really mean that I'm smart. Um, they're just pieces of paper that prove that I went through classes. Um, so anyway, <laughs> when I was a kid, I was in 4-H um, because that's what kids growing up in a really rural community would do. And so one of the 4-H projects in the summertime was the 4-H fair. And so we would make cakes and stuff and cookies and all kinds of things for the fair. My mom taught me how to decorate cookies or not cookies, sorry, cakes, cakes. And uh, she would give me the cookie cutters and had the card attached to the cookie cutter that had like the suggested way to decorate it and I would always look at it and think oh my gosh who would ever spend all this time on one cookie that's just silly I would (laughs) graciously accept the cookie cutter from my mom I would say thank you pull them out at Christmas time throw some red and green standing sugar on them and call it a day well years ago 
I came across some cookies in my Facebook newsfeed. And I thought, you know what? I have those exact cookie cutters. They were Thanksgiving set. I think I'm going to try these out. So just going through all of these blogs, one after another, of doing these different kinds of cookies. Well, that Thanksgiving, I made gingerbread Thanksgiving cookies, and I decorated them for the first time. And that was all it was. I was hooked. My kids were going to decorate with me. And so we got all, all the icing and the sugars, and we went through the whole two dozen, I think, together. But there were a few cookies left over at the end. And I actually had to fight with my little kids over who was going to decorate the last cookies because <laughs> I wanted to do it, and they just wanted to throw sugar on them and eat them. I saw the potential, though, of a new hobby and a new career, probably at that point. What, what cookie was it? Was there a certain shape of cookie that won your heart? There were Thanksgiving turkeys, and I was completely fascinated with the marbling of the tail feathers. I went that first toothpick draw through that color striping, and it just made the feathers. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> Mine, it's silly, but... No, it's true, though. Mine was that magical little Santa that Sweet Danny B did, and I saw it on Martha, and I thought, that is the only cookie I can decorate. I've got to find the cutter. And of course, Macy's was sold out. So we all know that I paid over $66 in a bidding war on eBay for that one cookie cutter. So I know how you feel, but you didn't pay $66 for your cutter because see, you're one of the smart girls, not like me. (laughs) I, I think if there was something I really, really wanted to have, I would pay over $60 for it. Like one of those ginormous gingerbread men. I one of those so badly. Yeah, mine was like a four inch Santa cutter. But you know what? I would do it again in a heartbeat. I would because it that Santa Claus changed my life, you yes. know? And that turkey changed yours. Because tell people what you did before you became a full time cookie decorator. Before I became a full time cookie person, I was a teacher. I taught seventh grade science in a local school, middle school. Um, and I had taught for 15 years before I hung up my teaching shoes to do cookies full time. Um, so it was towards the end of my teaching career um, that I was really getting into the cookies and really seeing the potential. And I was very mixed in my feelings on how much do I love cookies and how much do I love teaching. And the cookies won, obviously. I don't have to create papers. I don't have to deal with conferences and all kinds of other (laughs) lesson plans. I get to play with cookies all day. But there's still sleepless nights, right, that include a lot of icing and sometimes you wanting just to squeeze the piping bag because it doesn't work right, right? Oh, most certainly. I definitely put in more. I put in more hours now as a cookier than I ever did as a teacher. And I worked hard as a teacher. I really did. (laughs) And I know my daughter's a teacher. She teaches fourth grade at one of our local schools, and she absolutely loves it. She is a good teacher. And I'm going to give a shout out to Madison because she got teacher of the year (gasps) this year. for Yeah. So I was so proud of her. I'm still, I'm proud of all of them. But, you know, that's, teachers don't get honored that much. I mean, there's so much work for them to do and so much hoops for them to jump through that they don't get recognized. And I love to see the fact now that as a community around here and hopefully everywhere, people are starting to respect teachers more because they need it. They really do. Yes. Um, Those warm fuzzies that you would get from students, from teachers, 
other teachers, from your administrators, your parents, I craved those little bits of positive feedback. And that's how I lasted for 15 years because of having that. Yeah. You just don't look old enough to have taught for 15 years. Sorry if that offends you, but you look fantastic. I mean, you look young, very, very young. You're welcome. (laughs) And keep in mind, that was, I left teaching five years ago. So I would have been 20 years into the teaching profession had I stayed at this point. Oh, my goodness. And and you said that you taught middle school science, correct? Seventh graders. That's that's fantastic. 12 to 13 year olds. And people would say, oh, my gosh, how do you do it? I loved it. I loved it. Did you do experiments with them at all? Oh, yeah, absolutely. What was your favorite? Oh, gosh. Um, I taught so much in science um, from rock cycle stuff to chemistry stuff. Um, Human body, that was probably my favorite whole section was human body stuff. Um, And, yeah, we even did little experiments on just like uh, heart rate and, and that kind of stuff. Kids really loved it. That is so cool. Science was my least favorite subject. And I don't mean to say, I know, look at the, I wish you guys could see the face that she just made at me. I mean, I was a math geek. I liked math and I don't know why it just like, I didn't even have to think it was just there. But when it came to science, I'm like, um, what happens if I add this to that? And everybody's like, don't do it. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Making all the messes. And even when I used to put the icing in the little, you know, plastic wrap and I would twist it, it somehow shot out of that all over my face, all over the kitchen. So I was really good at messing up things. So see, you were, you were doing science right there. You just explained centrifugal force. That's all. So I wasn't a complete failure. No, not at all. Yay. (laughs) See, you come back to the show anytime you want to. I love you. (laughs) Okay. So now that you've made the big jump from, you know, 15 years, which I still don't believe, 15 years of middle school teacher to full-time cookie decorator now, can you tell me now, like, I, I know that was a huge step. It's a big step for you to do. So what is your favorite thing? about decorating cookies? Well, there's two different things. Um, Cookiers are just fantastic people. They are such a giving community. I've learned so much from other cookiers and some of my dearest friends are cookie people that I never would have met otherwise had they not been in the cookie community with me. Um, So I love that part about (laughs) cookies. But the other part is when I hand cookies over to someone and they get teary, or when they say, oh my gosh, this will make the party. Or my mom would have loved these had she been here to see them. Like, oh, those things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, do you know what you just described to me? You just described the power of a cookie. You make cookies for people and you hand it to them and that's the reaction that you get. I mean, isn't it amazing what butter, sugar, and flour, and time and love can do. Oh, absolutely. And I, it's amazing. I always say that it's an honor that someone chooses me to celebrate their event, whatever the event is, that they thought so much of my work and my skill to want me to be a part of their party in cookie yeah. form. <laughs> huge honor. I mean, it's a huge honor. Mm-hmm. It really and truly is. Now, what is the weirdest cookie that you've ever made? Um, weirdest cookie? I 
I don't know if I can think about weird because remember I was a science teacher, so I've seen some really weird stuff back in my That's day. true. Um, Very true. I I don't know if I can think of a weird cookie. Maybe some of those ones where it's a whole hodgepodge of different designs all thrown together. But since I'm not paying for the hodgepodge sets of cookies, obviously I'll do them and I'll do them to the best of my ability and the client will be happy with them. They're just not my favorites. We'll just That's put it that way. true. Now, can you tell me um, which is your favorite kind? Like, do you, I, I know that when you came to CookieCon and, and I saw your cookies in person, you made that. And I don't know why this just like, I mean, I just wanted to take this cookie. I wanted to steal it. I never want to steal. I wanted to steal your cookie. That baked potato cookie. Oh, I love it. It looks so real. The way you airbrush the little dark spots and all this. I mean, I was just like, is this a real potato? I need to touch it. And Alan was saying, you're not supposed to touch it. I said, I'm going to touch it. I'm going to touch it. And I'm going to stick it in my pocket. He said, no, you're not. I said, look at this cookie. It was, there were so many good cookies there. But of your cookies, that's the one I wanted to steal. Oh, thank you. Well, there's, when you asked about which cookies I'd like to do, obviously the baked potato cookie is not something that I would do for a client or be able to Yeah. replicate that. I call those the showpieces. And I love to do those because those are for me. They are an expression of me and my creativity and, and when I don't have a time constraint to deal with. But for clients, I love the girly cookies, like little baby showers for a girl and little bridal cookies because I don't have girls
I understand how people live on both sides of the cottage lot. I really do. So how did you come about, which I love, that you built a commercial kitchen in your backyard? When I first started doing cookies, Marilyn didn't even have a cottage law at that point. It was illegal for you to bake and sell from your home, period. Um, And your only route to bake and sell was to go through a commercial kitchen. Well, I live in a really rural area. There are no commercial kitchens for rent around here unless I pleaded with a local fire department or a church someplace. But that would mean that I would have to pay that money for the rent and work around their schedule. And we all know that cookies take a long time to do. Um, So Mike, my husband decided, well, if we're gonna be doing this whole cookie thing, I want you and I wanted to be legal. I'm I'm such a scaredy cat and I'm such a rule follower. So- Me too. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So we we contacted a friend who is a builder and uh, we said, this is what we wanna do. And Mike, my husband, God love him, he did all the legwork as far as going to the health department, going to the zoning department, going to all these different places to figure out, is this possible for us to do, to build a kitchen in our backyard? And we did. It's a 16 by 16 little space. It looks, my house is small anyway, but it it looks like a, it was like a mother-in-law suite off the building, off the main building, or like a an office area off the, the main house. Um, it has the commercial grade appliances in it. Um, I have the sinks. I have three, four sinks in here um, in this little teeny tiny space. I'm authorized or, or uh, what's it called? Certificated by the health department. Um, so I am able to legally bake from this space. That's incredible. Yes. So, so do you just like take cookie orders online or do people have to call you how to like let's say I wanted to order you know some potato cookies that way I don't have to steal them and I can live by following the rules (laughs) let's say that I wanted to do that or baby shower cookies or something how do I let you know that I want to buy some cookies well most people either send me an email or they message me on Facebook but recently in 2018 I stopped shipping um, because shipping cookies got to be truthfully just way too stressful I kept thinking about these cookies that were personalized or maybe they were for somebody's wedding that I'm handing them off to somebody to ship across the country. And what if that person drops those cookies and then they arrive broken? I I would be heartbroken. And it's not like Amazon where I can go to the shelf and just pluck another item off the shelf and resend it to you overnight. It doesn't work that way. I commend people who still ship and they ship with confidence my nerves just couldn't handle it anymore. So yeah, it's hard. It was really hard. I had to ship all the cookies that I did for the book. I had to ship a cookie for each step because um, the publishing company wanted to take the pictures themselves. Mm-hmm. So I shipped a th- I shipped a thousand cookies over to Europe. I mean, you talk about stressful. And that's where I learned the trick. I was looking at it thinking, okay, this box and these cookies and all this time that I did. I would I packed, I had everybody start saving their egg cartons mm-hmm. and I would pack the cookies the way I wanted them, wrap them the way I want. And then I would line the box with egg cartons. Oh, interesting. And I thought if it can ship an egg, it can ship my cookies. <laughs> and do you know that they told me not one cookie broke that was shipped over there? Not one. So I took pride in that, but it made me think, okay, 
I need to come up with a simpler way to ship cookies, but I'm so paranoid that I can't. I need to wrap it the way that I know it's going to be safe, as safe as I can. So it is very stressful. Yes. Um, and not to mention costly and you never know if there's delays. And so anyway, my customers now are locals um, or people that want to drive and meet me over here. So my kitchen isn't open to the public though. It's not a storefront. It's, I call it my shop, but it really is a studio, but it's a licensed studio. Um, People can't come onto the property just because of uh, insurance regulations and ADA compliance and all that stuff. So I meet people out and about. Hey, I'll meet you at the back of the Walmart parking lot or I'll meet you at Food Lion. Hey, I like that though. It's the way us country folk handle things around here. It's I'm a country girl all the way. And, you know, one minute I may be helping them in camp, not so much lately, but I used to help mow all the time and and do whatever they needed help doing. And now I'm like, okay, if you can find somebody else to mow, Alan, I'm going to play with cookies. So but I do know exactly what you mean. Nothing makes you as happy as doing what makes you happy, you know? Oh, yeah, most definitely. If you're able to do what makes you happy. It's a fantastic life. It's not without its stresses, most certainly, um, but it brings me joy. It's the best way I can describe it. And you know what? That's what you're looking for in life, right? You know, and if you can get that from your job as well as your life, I mean, you've, that's a good life, you know? It is. Okay. So what's next for you in cookies? You went from being a teacher to decorating cookies and now what's next i mean i'm sure that you have a plan and i don't I, we haven't talked about this but i kind of want to know what your plan is are you going to continue to decorate is there something else in store for you it's funny that you're giving me credit to having a plan because i don't even know what i'm planning on having for lunch today um <laughs> yeah so truthfully though i want to dabble back into the teaching world, but teaching cookies. And it's something that I've thought about for a long time. And do I want to start doing classes locally? Do I want to travel for classes? I've had some offers to travel to teach, and it will be a nice blending of my two careers, I guess you could say. Oh, see, that would be great. And I mean, who better to teach cookies than an ex- a middle school science teacher. You should be able to teach them everything. <laughs> yeah, I could probably teach a lot. Not everything, but a lot of things. So I'd say you could teach a whole lot. I think that would be wonderful. So that is so good. Okay, for the holidays, do you see your business increase a lot? Oh, I tell you, because I have two kids and they are so crazy active, holiday time is awful for me because I never know what their schedules are going to be. Wow. Yes. Um, so my eldest is on the wrestling team. He is in marching band and then in concert band and Boy Scouts and after school clubs. That's just the eldest. And then the youngest does scouts and band and well, clubs to it. So trying to figure out what their schedule is and their commitments really impedes on my cookie work and what I'm able to handle. Yeah. So I would. I would definitely say so because you almost have to have a calendar for each one of them and for your cookies. Yes. This year is absolutely awful. I don't even know if I'm going to have the chance to make cookies for my own family. Isn't that awful? (laughs) 
Yeah, well, been there, done that. (laughs) Or here's the leftovers, or here's the ones that I messed up on. You can have those. Um, I've thought about this year, and if if I if I can, let me just say this: if I can, um, let me just say there may be some boxes of cookies that just have like white icing on it, or what, and a a colored icing. Let's say if I'm doing let's see, um, stockings, you know, they may be red and white and I may just send some like markers that way the kids can draw on the cookies. Or I may send undecorated cookies with some little, you know, icing bags with icing in it. So that way they can decorate it themselves. So it doesn't look like I'm a complete failure and not (laughs) giving them decorated cookies. I'm actually teaching them how to decorate, right? Exactly. Whereas my kids, they'll probably end up just getting the little store-bought gingerbread house sets here (laughs) and they probably will love that to be honest yeah Yeah, they'll they'll absolutely love it well is there any advice I usually ask people this any advice that you want to give your listeners or or to the listeners everywhere that are going to hear the power of a cookie podcast advice so let's say oh gosh you put me on the spot here I do that to everybody, and I don't mean to, but I'm very good at it. (laughs) Okay, yeah, here we go. Challenge yourself. Challenge yourself creatively. Challenge yourself in pushing your boundaries and how many you can produce, what you can produce, um, the techniques that you use. Don't stay stagnant. Start to go from the world of the cookie decorator into the cookie artist. And by challenging yourself and as far as your designs go and your techniques, you're on that pathway to to getting to that artist place. And that's where that that joy, you really get that joy. See, that was spoken like a true teacher and a true cookie decorator. (laughs) You really do need to go and teach cookies because, man, these people would leave with such good, you know, empowerment from cookies. I mean, wow, you've got a lot to give the world. Do you realize that? I, it's definitely not clean laundry because my kids don't have (laughs) clean laundry right now. (laughs) (laughs) Clean laundry is the hardest thing ever. Yeah. (laughs) Truth, truth be told, though, the husband takes care of most of that. I fold, but he washes it all. He does all the meals now. It's awful. I'm such a terrible wife. You are not. <laughs> you are not at all. So, And he's just a really good husband, yes. and you're a really good wife. That's okay. all there is to it. Okay, so anything else that you would like to tell the viewers? Because I'm sure we all have cookies to decorate and laundry to fold. So, <laughs> Exactly. Lots of laundry. Um, to just keep playing, to just keep trying, just keep working. Um, and, and like I said before, to challenge yourself, find the joy in it. That's right. Find the joy, whether it's cookie decorating or teaching or, you know, mow, like I said, I used to mow camp. It made me feel good to feel like I was helping out. But whatever you do, find the joy in it because that's what makes life happy. So just be happy, everybody. Find the joy. Find the joy. Yeah. Find the joy. Okay. Tell us where, like if somebody was coming to town or whatever and they wanted to order cookies from you, how would they do that? Um, if they would... Email me at my cloud9cookies at gmail.com um, or hit me up on Facebook. Instagram, it's really hard to get messages from Instagram sometimes. They get lost. 
Um, I do get lost in Instagram. Yes. I love Instagram, yes. but I wish the messages were more clear. Yes. Um, but those two other methods are the best way. Um, but okay. I, I will say I book out so far because I'm juggling the house and the kids and family stuff here. I only take on about 10 dozen or so a week. Well, because I put so much time in them too. It takes me yeah. a long time to even get through that little. But 10 dozen is a lot. I mean, if you think of that, that's a lot of cookies for a week. I mean, you know. Well, some people are turning out like 30 dozen a week. And I'm like, oh my gosh, do you ever sleep? <laughs> You know, I like my sleep now. When I was younger, I would have stayed up all night, every night for weeks on end. But now I'm like, is it eight? I want to go to bed, <laughs> which I don't. I don't. But the older I get, the more I feel like, okay, it's time for sleep. I, I need some sleep. I can't do this, you know. So I, I know when to call it quits now. So yes, yes. Knowing your limitations. That's another piece of, of advice. That is a good one. Yeah. And I needed you to tell me that. Thank you. Yes. And not only with the whole sleep thing, but in the cookie world, like if you get asked to do something that is way outside of your skill set, don't say that you're going to do it. Know what your yeah. limitations are. Say, hey, I can't do that just yet. I can do this. But then on the side, start to work towards those really impressive skills. Yeah, as women, I think sometimes we take on too much. If somebody asks us to do something, we're like, okay, but seriously, if you don't think you can do it, don't say yes. And and help them find somebody that, you know, hey, I know a girl in your area. She would love to do that for you. Let me get you her number. You know, because we don't have to do it all. And for some reason, we think we do. Why? Why do we think we do? But you don't. We're superheroes, and we just want to live up to that extra, extra superhero status. That's all. Well, maybe we can start a blog next on how to make cake capes. We'll make us all a cape, like Supergirl cape. But oh, we can't be Supergirl. Um, no, I guess. No, I guess I'll stick to you know blogger. So I'm good. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Um, great advice that you've given people. I mean, this is great topics that you've, that we, you've talked about and you've discussed. And I mean, I'm like, I don't want to hang up. I want to keep going, but I'm sure you have stuff to get back to. What did we say we were going to do? Laundry? Um, no, we said we're going to decorate cookies today, right? Actually, not me. <laughs> I have to clean my kitchen. So oh, we can no. talk forever as long as I don't have to clean my kitchen. <laughs> Okay, well, tell Mike I'm going to keep you for a little bit longer, okay? Will do. <laughs> okay, well, Amy, thank you so much for being here. I'm going to list your, tell me if this is what you want me to list, Facebook, Instagram, and and what else did you want me to list? Your blog? Yeah. Definitely your blog. Yeah, my okay. blog. And then within the blog, there's a contact form that has the email Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So guys, check out this podcast on the Barefoot Baker. It's under podcast in the header and you will be able to find Amy and all of her information. Like I said, we'll put her Instagram, her Facebook and her blog links on there. So you guys can go check her out and look for those cookies. I'm telling you, this girl can decorate, which everybody on the podcast so far can decorate. And I'm so thankful that they've joined us and brought their love and their empowering words and just thank you so much for being a part of this thank you lisa i really had fun today 
<laughs> well, if you guys want to find me, you can find me on The Power of a Cookie, and it's on thebarefootbaker.com. Come back in two weeks because I have somebody else really special. See you guys. Thanks for listening to The Power of a Cookie podcast at thebarefootbaker.com.